to the Hyden Ratner Level Up Leadership Podcast. It's a great day today to lean into some content that I pray would be helpful and would encourage you, build you up, and help you level up in your leadership in this season. It's 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 the tail end of 2022. We're in December, praise the Lord, and we have an incredible guest here today on the podcast, my man, Pastor Travis Ogle, the vice president of the Send Network, former senior executive pastor of Hope Church, our sending church at Walk Church. So grateful for our Hope Church family. Um, he is the husband to Shar Ogle and the father of four amazing little girls. Um, you know, I'm the I'm the dad of four boys. Maybe we have a match. Maybe, so, hey, maybe. you know, we've been saying that for a while. Speak it, you know, let's as go. They, they're growing up now. <laughs> let's not get there too soon. Um, but Pastor Travis, man, it's an honor to have you on the podcast. It's a big deal. We know that there's a lot going on in your world. Um, but what's so neat is you've spoken into the life of our church over the years. You've seen from when I was doing an apprenticeship at at Hope and just dreaming about Walk Church and, you know, constantly bombarding you with questions and leadership uh, insight and just help us figure this thing out. You've been always there uh, to, to speak into it, man. We're really thankful for you, honor you. Yeah, man. Honored to be here today. So good. Well, I want to jump right in. Um, one of the questions that I'm asking any one of our guests on the podcast. And let me just go ahead and say, you're the second guest on the podcast. Praise the Lord. Uh, we've been we've been waiting to get you on. Is just how and what ways are you leveling up as a leader today? Well, you just mentioned it, but after 17 years of serving Hope Church, last summer I transitioned to be a part of the leadership team at Sin Network. And that was a massive and continues to be a massive transition just in my leadership journey. Yeah. And I think as I continue to walk out that transition, I am very much in a season of leveling up as it relates to learning, listening, and then adjusting. I think for me, I'm learning how to think on a broader level Yeah, because there's a transition here for me that goes from serving one local church in one city to serving many local churches across North America. And there's a learning curve to do that. Yeah. Also think I've, I've really taken on a stronger posture of listening as I've stepped into an existing organization. Uh, it was not my desire to show up like I had all the answers. So I've right. been listening to a lot of the phenomenal leaders that are a part of Sin Network I've been listening to the history and a lot of the dynamics of an existing organization, the North American Mission Board that Sin Network is a part of. And then also think I'm in a season of just adjusting to change. Right. Uh, change is hard. Yeah. We are in a remote work culture. So Sin Network is not all located at one central hub geographically. The staff is spread out, as you know, sure. a part of our team. We're yeah. co-workers now. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, there's a remote work dynamic. Um, there's a lot more travel involved in sure. this role. But bottom line, really honored and excited about the opportunity to see the gospel go forward through the planting of new churches. So I would say so those are a few ways in this specific season of life that I'm having to get stronger and, and to level up. Love that. So good. You know, a few things that you said there in the context of learning and listening reminds me of the L word for our acronym LEAD. 
uh, we define the, the word lead with the acronym L-E-A-D. The L stands for learner. Leaders are learners. So I think it's so uh, on time for you to say, hey, what's God showing me right now? He's showing me how to be a learner. Uh, and what you're saying is, because learners are leaders. Leaders are learners. And one of the ways to grow in your leadership is to listen, ask the right questions, not show up and say, I have all the answers. I love that you just said that, you know, stepping into a new role transition, maybe somebody is listening to this or watching this right now. And they're like, man, I'm, I'm transitioning into a new season. If anything, you're transitioning into a new year. And what if you went into 2023, said, I'm going to be the best listener I can be, the best learner I can be. I'm going to consume content that's going to grow me as a leader, husband, dad, you're, you're, maybe you're a wife, you're your sister, mom, you're a banker, but you can grow as a leader. Um, and I love how you're modeling that at Send Network. And you mentioned it. Yeah, I'm, I, one of my greatest honors is to, to work on the Send Network team, specifically here with Send Las Vegas uh, for the planting of new churches um, everywhere for everyone. And so I'm grateful to help help with that um, and believe that the, the best days are still ahead. Yeah, it's good. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, next season. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast at this time is because whenever I hear about Travis, here's some of the words that follow. Focused, um, leader, um, disciplined. And I think those are some of the things, that, th those are some of the ingredients you're gonna need to have to win in 2023. I, I know that everybody listening in some capacity is thinking right now, when I get to the starting line of this new year, I got goals, I got ambition. I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna make more money. I'm gonna I'm gonna succeed. I'm gonna find my calling. I'm gonna do something this year. Um, and too often, it's just great ambition. It's a resolution. It's more of a wish than it is actually a goal, a target. And I want everybody listening to this right now to to see those things come to reality. Maybe put yourself at the end of 2023. It's it's December of 2023 right now. What are the things that, that a person needs to put in place? In fact, practitioner, what are you putting in place, T.O., to get to the end of next year and make sure that those goals you had at the start come to life? Yeah, I think that's a great question because at least as of a couple of years ago, the last time I checked it, the statistics are crazy mm. in terms of so many people making New Year's resolutions, goals, objectives for the year. And it's like by week three, wow, like 80 to 90 percent of people have already fallen off. <laughs> yeah. So I think the way you're framing it up is really is really wise. December of next year, we're sitting here having this conversation. What are the disciplines? Mm. What are the things that need to be in place in order for us to really grow and develop in our life and our leadership? Oh, so good. And there's kind of a big thought that, that I want to share related to that. But before I do, as we talk about a new year, I think there are a couple of just points of clarification that lay a really good foundation for us in thinking about a new year. The first one is this, 2023 will be a year shaped either by design or default. Wow. Next year is going to be shaped by one of those two things. It's either going to be us personally, me personally, determining the values and the structure for a new year, or those values and structure will be set by someone else. Yeah. And at least in my experience, when other people set those core areas, 
it just never goes well. It's good. So I think as I look to a new year, I want to step in to a year that is strategically designed, not just wait reactively to default to what other people may put in front of me. Sure. So I think that's a really important kind of foundation. The second one is this. No matter how well I design 2023, interruptions are inevitable. They're going to happen. And I say that as a guy who is a major structure guy. Right. Like right, right. I love to do the same thing every day. Like mm. I really enjoy that. Yeah. And so I just put that out there to begin. There will be interruptions. But here's here's what I've learned as a guy who's results-oriented, structure-driven. God-ordained interruptions yeah. are his reminder that I am not the one who is ultimately in control. Wow. Can and you, I need that. Can you say that one more time? That was so helpful. I've learned that God-ordained interruptions yeah. are his reminder to me as I'm trying to walk out a year that is strategically designed. It's a reminder to me that I am not ultimately in control. Mm. And I love what we see in the life of Jesus Yeah, in that there were many moments for him when he was interrupted. Right. And he didn't take those as things that were throwing off his schedule. Wow. He took those as God's invitation to join in his activity. And here's a lesson, once again, coming as a guy who loves process, who loves structure. Here's something I've just learned in my journey. The moments we perceive as interruptions from something may be moments God is inviting us to something. Mm. So I say that once again, because I'm a guy who struggles with interruptions. But as we talk about what a new year could look like, it's just important to know interruptions will be present. But quite often, they are God's invitation to join in his activity. So I just set those two things out as kind of a core foundation for for what I want to share with you. That's so good. Wow. I'm, I'm thinking about that as you share And my mind's being drawn to Mark chapter five, when Jesus is walking with his disciples and he just has this profound moment in the graveyard, right? Where he heals the demon possessed man and sends him back home and then continues on his journey. As he's walking, he's met by the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. He's getting ready to minister to her. And in that same moment, right, Jairus, whose daughter is ill, He's like, yo, hold on, Jesus, back up, lady with the blood issue. You got to go heal my daughter. And and Jesus is not thrown off. He doesn't he he doesn't uh, pause anybody. He's he's actually doing it all at the same time. And Jairus, I'm, I'm on my way to you. Yeah, yeah. Lady, who touched me? Peter, was that you? You know. And in a moment, he's at work. His activity is on display. But I love how you said that. Um, interruptions are going to happen. Um, let's let's look at those interruptions as as invitations from yeah. God. And here's what wow. I've learned: both the way I design my year and the interruptions within my year. Yeah, God uses both wow. to conform me more to the image of Jesus. So good. So it's not inconvenience. It's not push pause on the growth plan because I'm being interrupted. God in his sovereignty and in his grace uses both of those. A strategic design for the year and interruptions that I did not see coming. He uses both of them to graciously conform me more into the image of Jesus. So good. And I think that as leaders, we have to have great discernment in the moment, right? 
and discern, okay, how, how do I, in a, in a spirit led way, discern this moment, this interruption and, and lead through it. And sometimes it's, it's saying, I'm going to call you back. Or sometimes it's saying, let's get this on the schedule. Um, I like how you use the word discipline to, to take another moment to highlight the lead acronym. The letter D stands for discipline. And so you were getting, you were going to get into that. Uh, what are some of the disciplines that you're putting into place for 2023 to see it come to life? Yeah. So like I said a moment ago, I'm now functioning in a remote work culture. Right. Um, there's more travel that's now involved in just my life and my role with Sin Network. And so as I think towards the future, I feel like one of the primary disciplines that honestly is going to make or break my 2023 is the way I steward time. Wow. And I use that word steward very intentionally. For most people, when they think about stewardship, they think about money. Right. I believe we need to bring that perspective into the conversation as it relates to our calendar and our time. So good. Because I would say for me, I am probably more aware of the way I steward my time. Yeah. Potentially more than the way I steward my money. It yeah. is just so precious. Yep. A great a great preacher um, from the state of Tennessee, his name, his name was Adrian Rogers. Sure. And he made a statement. He said, God's number one gift to you is Jesus. But number two is time. Wow. And I don't always Man, think we process that yeah. on yep, a regular yep, yep. basis. We're very cautious about our stewardship of money. Right. But we're not as cautious or aware of our stewardship of time. And that could be time with God, time with your spouse, time with your kids, time resting, time at work. And there's a couple of ways for me that I'm thinking about just my stewardship of time yeah. as I move into a new year. The first one is this. I need discipline to establish a design for my week. So about 10 years ago, um, I was so in a good. conversation with a good friend of mine. You know him. His name's Dan Dorner. Sure. Uh, Dan has been a mentor to me for a long time, just a great godly leader in ministry. And we were having a conversation, and he made a statement to me when I was just talking about always feeling hurried, always feeling behind, always feeling like I got to the end of the week and I was tired, mm. but I didn't really know what I'd accomplished wow. over that week. Sure. And he said, you know, Travis, it's really sad that most leaders spend all of their time putting out fires, not pursuing vision. Mm. And he was talking about other people, but he was talking directly to me So good. because that's where I was living. And yeah. as I began to literally look at my stewardship of time, most of my time was being invested, invested reactively putting out fires, right. not intentionally or proactively pursuing a vision. Great. And so I processed that with Dan. And then I came across an article by a man named Michael Hyatt. Yeah. And he referenced something he learned in a book called Time Traps called The Ideal Week. And here's what Michael said in that article. He said, you can't plan for everything. Things happen that you can't anticipate. But it is a whole lot easier to accomplish what really matters when you are proactive and begin with the end in mind. 
Begin with the end in mind. Wow. So I took this concept of the ideal week, and I'm doing it now in a different role with right. different responsibilities, and literally designed from Sunday to Saturday. Wow. What does my ideal week look like in every respect? Yep. So everything that would be an investment of my time, I've I've mapped it out in an Excel workbook, and it's the model that I try to follow. Obviously, there are interruptions, there are things that change, but I've said, Lord, if it would go this way, I want to know I'm prepared to invest every moment of my time in a way that is honoring to you because you will never hit a target that you're not aiming at. Great. So I was thinking about Mm. what are some of those big rocks that I build around in my ideal week? Yeah. Um, You know, one of those, obviously, primarily is time with the Lord. I believe that you never outgrow time alone with God. It is the foundation for everything else. And back to what you said earlier about interruptions, I'm much more sensitive to the Spirit of God in those moments of interruptions when I've set my heart on Him in the morning. Great. So as a building block for my week is time with God, obviously time with my family. Right. I have time blocked out. A lot of the evenings are set aside, Saturdays set aside for my family. So someone may look at my ideal week and say, wow, well, you're open here. You're flexible. Well, no, I'm not. Yeah. I've designed that time to be a time to invest in my family. Um, I also have times in my week, which just say my highest priority. Mm. So I have goals, I have objectives, and I set aside time to work on whatever is most pressing yeah. related to what I've I've said, I want to do this in 2023. Wow. And then another thing you would see just in, in my ideal week that may be surprising to some people is margin. Yeah. Um, a guy named Larry Osborne has been a mentor to me, and he taught me that the higher you are in an organization, right. the more margin that is needed. Because you can't respond to strategic opportunities or moments of crisis out of the overflow or a week that is maxed out. So I try to carve out margin in my week that I can fill with whatever is the highest priority related to the design that I have for my ideal week. So that's That's one really practical thing. You can go online and just Google Michael Hyatt, the ideal week, and learn more about it. But I would say in recent years, it's allowed me to shift the way I invest my time. Wow. And so I can say now, yeah. I am not spending most of my time putting out fires yeah. or reactively. Right. I am spending most of my time strategically in a week that I've designed to accomplish what I believe God has called me to accomplish. So yeah. that's a it's really good. practical tool as I think about a new year that's that's changing a little bit with yeah. my new role. Sure. But it's helping me on the micro level be have the discipline to steward my time well. Yeah. So good. Man, I, I don't know about you, listener, but I just got a whole lot of helpful inspiration, content, and challenge to go into this next year thinking about how I'm going to spend my time. I can't remember where I heard the quote, but somebody said something along the lines of schedule your schedule or your schedule will schedule you. And um, I want to make sure I tell my time where it's going to go. And I want to do it with the Lord. I want to do it in in agreement with family. I want to do it in a way that invites margin so I don't feel rushed and hurried. If you look at the life of Jesus, he's never in a hurry. He's never running. 
He's always walking. Shout out to walk. And I love the, the word, right? But it's this idea of, hey, one step at a time. You don't got to go zero to 100, but you do got to level up. And I, and I love how you're you're helping us see how you're doing that in your life with those three. Just a quick recap, time with the Lord, time with family, and times of margin, I think could really be helpful for anybody listening right now. Yeah, well, there's a massive emphasis in our culture and has been, you know, for, for decades on New Year's resolutions. Right. What are your goals? My wife asked me yesterday, hey, what are your goals for 2023? Wow, on time. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm all about goals. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not putting equal priority on how those goals are going to be accomplished in my 24 hours of a day, seven days of a week, it's just it's just a list of stuff that's right. not really going to happen. Yeah. And I know as I do set those goals, I must couple that with a proper stewardship of time. Yeah. The moments, the days, the hours, if I'm actually going to see those realized. And that takes discipline. Right. Because no it's easier not to do that. Yeah. It's easier just to try to figure it out on the fly. I'll get to that later. Mm. But I believe the accomplishment of goals is directly connected to the discipline of how a person stewards their time. Wow. Um, For leaders, for um, just, you know, the general public, that's a really big learning that I've had in recent years. And I hope they're able to apply on their journey as well. Yeah. You know, I recently was watching a... a Maybe it's a highlight clip from Kobe, Kobe Bryant. And you know, he's talking in this interview about this same subject. He's saying, hey, you know, I got to make sure that I steward my time well. And so he's talked about all the things he would do before he would wake his kids up. Talk about the, I do this workout, then I would ice my knees, then I would watch film. And he says, I knew I wasn't going to get that time again. And I also didn't want my family to feel like I was trying to do two things at once. So I had to structure my time in such a way where I got it all in. And then I was right there to be dad. And I just thought, man, that's the Mamba mentality right, right there. You know, he's bringing that. It's not just Kobe on the court. There's a lot of things that you that he was doing that led to the Kobe we saw on the court. Mm-hmm. One other thing that he said, too, that spoke to me that that I'm just reflecting on it now is he was in a practice in, I think, maybe his first or second year with the Lakers. and. Um, I think Shaq elbowed him in the chest or something. He like came down the lane and a bunch of the teammates kind of huddled around him and were like, Kobe, are you all right? And he, he used this phrase. He said, I don't need any of you to hold my hand. I'm here. Let me be here. I'm here. You know? And I think that was kind of when they knew like, all right, this, this dude's a little bit different. Like pass me the ball on the next play. I'm going. And in order to do this stuff, you got to do it. You know, I'm, so I hope somebody's there to help hold you accountable. Cause I think there's value in that, but I don't know if anybody can really hold your hand enough to make sure you're structuring your time. Well, I, just, just to somebody listening to this right now, you can do this. Hmm. It's going to take discipline. I'm thinking Hayden, I got to get some time alone that I got to carve out to think about time with the Lord, time with my family and times of margin for interruption and just for free time, even just to, just to recharge on something. Yeah. Well, back to the, back to the illustration related to money, because most people think about stewardship and finances. What do people do most months at the end of the month, they're going to look at what they've spent and their bank account, and they're going to try to reconcile. Right. I believe that same principle can apply as we move into a new year that each month 
you take an evaluation in terms of how you're doing. Yeah. We have 12 months that we're about to enter into that we can really see significant development and significant growth in. And I think a monthly calibration of, hey, how am I doing on this? Yeah. It's just wise. Don't wait to the end of the year and say, wow, I've not really done anything. Right. Set aside time to design your year, but then let there be monthly check-ins to say, okay, here's how I've invested my time. Here's the design for my year. How do I get better each and every month to level up my leadership? That's good. You mentioned the the idea of just the 12-month year, right? And so I think there's two different frames of leadership that a person can have. They can have a short-term framework or a long-term framework. How would you encourage the person listening to this to think about their year? Yeah. So if you think about stewardship of time at the micro level, I think one application there is designing your week. Yeah. If you pull it up to the macro level, um, I think we need discipline to think long-term more than short-term. Good. There's a great prayer in Psalm 90 that I came across several years ago. It's actually a prayer from Moses. And and here's what the Bible says in Psalm 90, verse 12. Mm. So teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. That's a great prayer. Wow. And as I read that several years ago, I wrote two things just in my Bible. The first one was this. My time on earth will definitely be short. I mean, best case scenario, you're somewhere around 80 to 85, 90 years on this planet. Sure. Which in the context of history and eternity is not long. Not long. Wow. So our time on earth will definitely be short. So Moses prays, Lord, teach me to number my days. I know I'm not going to be here for a very long time. Wow. So my time on earth will definitely be short. But here's, here's the thing that's so encouraging. My time on earth can potentially be significant. Yeah. Like even wow. though I'm not going to be here for a very long time, the time I have here can be maximized. It can be leveraged. But one way that I believe someone maximizes their time on earth is they think about it over the course of decades and not just over the course of weeks and months. Everyone will say, well, hey, let's set our resolutions for 2023. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. But I believe we must consider how the upcoming year will also shape the upcoming decades. So last uh, summer of 2021, Mm -hmm. uh, I went on sabbatical after 15 years in the game uh, at Hope. They just gave us some time away. And I read the book Halftime by Bob Buford. And it's kind of the core principle of moving from success to significance. Mm -hmm. He says, most people spend the whole first part of their life just grinding, trying to get to a certain level, a certain status, a certain notoriety. What if you leverage the second half of your life for significance? So moving from success to significance. And one of the things that he did in that book is he actually lined out for his second half. Here are the things that I want to achieve. Not a New Year's resolution but a second half set of goals and objectives. And I really took that to heart in light of just a couple of weeks ago, I turned 40 years old. So I was kind of viewing that in my mind as kind of my half halfway point. Right. And so I designed nine things that I want to be a part of my wow. second half. And That's so good. for me in thinking longer term about that, it makes what I'm aiming for on an annual basis much easier. Yeah. 
But you don't realize that if you're only thinking, okay, this year and then this year and then this year. No. How does 2023 impact the next several decades Right. in terms of what you're trying to do, knowing that your time on earth is short, but there's an opportunity for eternal significance in the kingdom of God yeah. if we will have the discipline to steward our time well. Mm. I've been talking to a lot wow. of different leaders just about the decade conversation. You know, as I'm turning 40, there's a lot of anticipation for me. And so I've been thinking about it this way. As I look back, and you may can can add to this, as I think about my 20s, yeah. I feel like my 20s were a decade of exploration. I was just trying to figure some stuff out. Like, yeah. who am I? What am I good at? What do I love? What do I enjoy? I got married in my 20s. So it was this, this decade of exploration. Sure. As I think about my 30s, having just concluded those, I think my 30s were a decade of clarification. Wow. I think God really clarified what mm. I've been put on this planet to do. So good. And how I can have maximum impact for the kingdom. So my hope and my prayer is that my 40s would be a decade of acceleration. That yeah. I can take the things I've come to understand about the Lord, about myself, about others, and those can be accelerated over the next decade for me. But once again, I have the discipline to think long-term and not just short-term. That's good. And here's a really key point that I would just leave you with on this, on this topic. Do not view 2021 as a standalone event. 2023. 2000, let me say it again. Do not view 2023 as a standalone event. It is one part of a bigger arc called my time on earth. Wow. So we need to be intentional about what we design the next year to look like, but it is a part of a bigger that's so journey. Good. And that's where the book Halftime was just so beneficial for me because it forced me to say, I've got about 40 or so years left. Yeah. What do I want to see happen? And how do I want to steward my time, which right. takes discipline, it takes focus. It takes leadership. It takes feedback. It takes evaluation. Mm. How do I want to steward that time for the maximum kingdom impact um, for the glory of God? For the glory of God. Yeah. Man, that's so good. Let me say that one more time. Uh, two principles that you just gave us out of the verse. How about this? Moses got a prayer off in Psalms. <laughs> it's like, hold on. Usually when you hear Psalms, I'm, you're thinking David in his journal of his ups and downs and all around. But there's a sneaky Psalm in Psalm 90 that Moses enters in and he prays that prayer. And I love those two applications or maybe there are two insights out of the, out of the, the, the Moses prayer. One, my time on earth will definitely be short. I think James says it's like a blink of an eye or it's like the, the breath, right? The mist. Um, point number two, my time on earth can potentially be significant. I love that phrase because one thing we've been saying, you've probably heard me if you go to Walk Church say this often, or if I've shared some leadership content in, in your atmosphere, it's everybody listening to this, everybody watching this has the potential to be a great leader. Um, I love the Maxwell quote, leadership is influence. And everybody has some type of influence. Wherever you work, wherever you live, wherever you play, your hobbies, your your calling, your gym you go to, the Starbucks or coffee shop that you frequent, God's given you some influence there for whatever the reason and how you steward it 
has the, 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 the potential to be significant. Mm. And so I love how you're, you're helping us, helping us see through that lens. I love the book reference halftime by Bob Buford. Um, another book that you referenced on this podcast was time traps. Uh, is that by Todd Duncan? Todd Duncan and Michael Hyatt. Uh, Michael Hyatt has this really good journal that I recently bought. Um, I'm excited to use it for 2023. It's just on, I don't know if you know what it's called. It's the um, free to focus, free to focus, free to focus. And it's because I'm leaning into these subjects to try to, to try to put it, put it to life. I don't want to just talk about leadership. I don't want to just say, man, 2023 is going to be my best year. No, like I want to design it that way. Let the Lord send his interruptions. God, I want to be ready for those. Um, and if it's an interruption from you, it's more of an invitation from you, right? That's one of the points you shared. Um, yeah, and hopefully that yeah. get those two things, the, the, the ideal week design yeah. at the micro level. Yep. And this generational or decade by decade perspective gives some, some teaching at the macro level yeah. that whatever the goals are, whatever the objectives are, whatever the new year's resolution is like that has to overlay into a stewardship of time right. over 2023 if those things are actually going to transpire. Yeah. I, I'll throw one more question at you as, as we conclude here. You're just coming out of a big transition from working and serving Hope Church for how many years? 17. 17. That's a strong deposit. Praise God, I was able to see many of those years and learn from you in those years. And I love your level up journey from you... From coming out on a mission trip to joining the, the team as a youth pastor to then dabbling in family ministries to executive pastor, senior executive pastor, leading and managing the staff uh, to now this next transition of Send Network and, and serving along Pastor Vance as the vice president. Um, for somebody that may be thinking about transition, somebody that may be moving into a new stage or season, um, in their life or in their job, uh, maybe just one thought to, to think about as they're entering into this phase, because now you've been in it for what, six months? And so I'm sure that six months ago, you thought it would be something. Six months now later, you can look back and, and say, okay, here's some things that the Lord taught me over these six months that maybe you can give somebody as a gift right now. Yeah, I think uh, there's kind of multiple ways to answer that. I think the thing that comes to mind first is... I did not take the decision to enter into a transition lightly. Like that yeah. was a major series of months. I right. would call it a discovery period. Wow. That involved time seeking the Lord, mm. time with my family in conversation, time of getting feedback from people that were not emotionally involved in my situation. Wow. Like I remember a brother, his name's Tim. Um, uh, I talked to him multiple times throughout my discovery process. And he says, man, you've got to get past the emotion of the opportunity at Sin Network and your love for Hope Church. And he said, and when you have no more fear or guilt about disappointing Hope or disappointing Sin Network, you're then ready to make a decision. Wow. That's that was great. a great word for me. <laughs> um, but that would not have happened without a desire to get feedback. Yeah. So Invite there was others. a... Yeah very thorough discovery process that I walk through in order to make this decision, which now on the other side, I can look back in the good days and bad days and know 
Lord, this is what you've called me to. Great. And it's what I want to press into. So yeah. I think the thoroughness of the decision, not knee-jerk, not reactive, not even in emotion, but the thoroughness of making the decision is something I look back on and I'm very thankful for. That's great. Yeah. yeah you didn't rush into the decision. You invited feedback first from the Lord. Lord, give me some feedback. What do you want me to do? And sometimes the Lord will say, I want you to consult others at wise counsel. Success happens with an abundance of wise counsel. That's so good. I love how you're, 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 you're fleshing out the acronym, L-E-A-D. L stands for learner. E stands for excellent. A stands for aware. D stands for discipline. I feel like we, we trickled into a little bit of all of those on this podcast. And I hope it was helpful um, for you just talking through it, T.O., but I know it was helpful for me on the other side, just taking some notes, highlighting some of these points that you're sharing. I'm going to apply this podcast content in my 2023. I hope that you will as well. As we close, I just want to encourage you to hit the subscribe button. Maybe share this podcast with somebody who may may be able to eat from it too and, and take some takeaways out. Uh, leave a review or a comment if you'd like to. And we look forward to seeing you in 2023, Lord willing, as we're going to continue to get a little bit better each and every week here on the Level Up podcast. Thank you for joining us. Peace.